1: if you dare.
2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
4: Mama, what does
2: the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe.
0: You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you know the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Mm -hmm.
1: Visit NHTSA.gov.
0: Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad
4: Council. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
6: Let me go ahead and bring in a guy who gambled occasionally on the defensive side of the ball, trying to figure out what the offense was doing against him. Sean Merriman, you can hear him at the Lights Out podcast, fresh off a trip to Mexico, my man. I saw some of the videos. It looked like a good time.
5: Uh, it was a great time, man. Uh, you know, fortunately, I have you know a couple of friends just placed all over the world, so it's nothing for me to hop on a flight real quick or fly somewhere and go see a couple people hang out, especially when we got that downtime, and I, I encourage people to travel.
6: I've been. I mean, I've been doing the same thing. I mean, there's so many people who are hurting in the travel and industry uh, out there. And if you feel you are young and healthy, otherwise, uh, I mean, I went down to Florida, took my family to uh, Universal Studios right before Christmas. Uh, I was talking to you off the air. As soon as the Super Bowl is over, I'm headed down to Mexico to the Mayan Riviera, uh, which I think is one of the most beautiful areas anywhere in the world uh, to be down there for a little while and chill. And so. If you are young and healthy and, uh, and you're trying to keep the economy rolling, I think there are a lot of people out there who would be able to, in the travel and tourism industry, appreciate your uh, your business. All right, let's dive into a bunch of questions. How old are you, Sean? 36 now. Thir- 36. So when you see 43-year-old Tom Brady, obviously the positions are different. But when you see him running around on the field making the plays that he is, let's start with Brady Bucks get to 11-5. and I know there's concerns about Mike Evans' health, but Antonio Brown making plays. Uh, Chris Godwin, uh, Gronk, that's a pretty explosive offense. They should be able to handle the first round against the NFC East. Can they make a run? Could Brady go on the road three straight weeks in your mind through Tampa Bay and make it back to Tampa Bay to play in the Super Bowl?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've said it before, and obviously uh, I think the people out there know that I'm a, a natural Brady hater myself. But one thing I will <laughs> never hate on is, is, yeah. is his greatness, man, and watching him uh, and some of the things he's able to pull off. And, and one of the things I always say is uh, guys retire not because they can't play anymore, because they can't recover. Yeah. So him playing this well late in the season after four or 16 weeks, not really having that much of an all-season, you know, throwing and Antonio Brown in there late in the middle of the season, All these things, man, to me, just watching them just work is is incredible because you know how hard it is. I mean, God, after my eighth year, or in my eighth year, I was so sore playing on a Thursday night football game. It was just your body goes through it. And for him to still be putting up the numbers that he's doing right now is incredible. And absolutely, they can make a run, especially as they're getting Antonio Brown back in the groove right now.
6: Uh, when you look at not only the Bucks on fire, but, man, the Bills put up 56 on the Dolphins. I mean, 56 on that defense. And I know Tua didn't play fantastically well and Fitzpatrick was out with COVID-related issues. But when you sit back and see 56, uh, the Bills and the Chiefs, I think, are clearly the class of the AFC. But how good are the Bills? I mean, Bills fans have been long-suffering. They haven't had a playoff win, I think it is, since 1995. Is this their year to really make a run?
5: Well, I'll say this. The Kansas City Chiefs are the most explosive team in football, right? Obviously when uh, Patrick Mahomes is on the the field. But the scariest team to play is the Bills. The Bills because it's the type of football that they play, their excitement, their energy, in all three phases of the game. Um, You see guys on the offensive side of the ball, when they're not up and on the field, they're on the sideline, you should see them running onto the field when a defense make plays or a big special teams play, this is this is a team right now that's playing um, incredible football because it's, they're rugged. You know, they fight for every inch. Uh, these guys finish blocks their attitude. And that's the, the scariest part playing guys like this because going into the playoffs, when they have the best momentum and they have the most, most confidence, and you can see it, I mean, you don't put up 56 points, uh, Dolphins is not a bad team. And Tua played... Uh, terrible, but he's not on the defense side of the ball. So they put up 56 points against a pretty damn good uh, Miami team this year, and I think they're going to continue this on in the playoff. Right now, they're the scariest team in AFC, for sure. When you, how many times
6: do you play in the playoffs? Uh, See,
5: so yeah, my, first, my first two
6: years. My first three or four, yeah. years, well, four years. So, yeah. you hear a lot about playoff intensity versus regular season intensity. As a guy who has been there, what does that feel like?
5: Well, you know, you watch the preseason, right? You see guys just kind of yep. going through the motion and getting loose and getting acclimated. And then that last preseason game, you start to see guys, you know, pick it up a little bit. But my God, that first kickoff, game one, the speed is so damn fast. You're like, hold on, i just seen this team on film, you know, two weeks ago. This is not the same team because the speed is that much better. When you get into the playoffs, guys get so scrappy and they start fighting for every damn inch. And the intensity, the emotions that go with it. You can't really explain it. Uh, and you see why teams, uh, like the, like the Patriots of, of, of old, or Pittsburgh, or teams that's used to going to the playoffs, you see why they're so damn good because they realize, uh, how they need to pick up. I think that's uh, what some of the teams I played over the Chargers. Some of the, what the, reason, the main reason why we didn't get a, a, a championship is because we had some guys who didn't understand the level of, how hard it is to get to the playoffs because we automatically assume that we're gonna get there every single year. And teams like the Saints and Drew Brees and the Seahawks and, and and this one deep in the postseason, they know how to pick that intensity up. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now. You want that momentum going into the playoffs to be at the at its all time high.
6: We're talking to Sean Merriman encourage you to listen to the Lights Out podcast, The Ravens. Uh, are playing really, really well. Speaking of intensity at an all-time high, they're now 11-5. and They're going on the road against the Titans. They are a small favorite in that game. Certainly the Titans knocked them out in the divisional round last year. Lamar Jackson, 0-2 so far. Both of those games were played at home. How much pressure, if any, do you think he feels after losing in the first round two straight years? And what do you expect to see from the Ravens in that matchup against the Titans?
5: Well, this is the thing. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we watched him over you know, his, his short career so far. He, he likes the pressure. There's it's no doubt about it. He likes the pressure. He likes the ball in his hands. Um, what I hope that don't happen, this has been some of the times that they have lost this year, is that he feels that he needs to go out and make the most exciting play ever every time he touches the ball. He doesn't. He needs to go out and be Lamar Jackson. That ball, he, that long ball he threw today was right on the money. It proved to a lot of people that he has an arm. He can't be accurate. He can't make those big plays. But he needs to understand, he doesn't need to do that every every single snap. He doesn't need to go out and uh, make the big play or use his legs. It's okay to throw to a guy uh, a check down right, route. It's okay to throw a, a five or six yard out. It's okay to do these things because that's what you need to do in playoff football. As, as soon as he understands that, he's going to be great, man. I mean, he's going to be a great quarterback because he's showing us already he can do it. When you look at
6: the NFC, uh, you've got the Packers as the number one Seed, I believe the Saints as the two, the Seahawks as the three. Should the Packers be a substantial favorite in your mind, given that theoretically the road through the playoffs runs through Lambeau?
5: Uh, absolutely. Aaron Rodgers, right now, what he's doing—you um, can't even really put it into words. Because here's a guy that you know they go out and they draft the younger quarterback, and obviously whether they're getting ready to move on for Aaron Rodgers or they or they brought him in because uh maybe injury or whatever that reason is. So he's coming in and, and I'm and I'm telling you as a former player, I don't care who you are, you understand the organization gotta move forward, but not when you're playing this damn great. So, you know, what he's doing this year, I think, was, was a big part of that. You know, hey I I can still go. I'm still the best quarterback. You know, people, you know, talking about it. He's made <laughs> several comments about Patrick Holmes kind of throwing these no look passes and every time Pastor Holmes make a big play, everyone's screaming and shouting like it's the best thing he's ever you know, the people that ever saw. But what Aaron Rodgers is doing this year is legendary. You know, this guy that, that they didn't draft a big wide receiver. They didn't bring any big-name guys. Devontae Adams is playing exceptional, but no one really expects him to do what he's doing now. And Aaron Rodgers, man, that organization has just been relying on him for so damn long that he's standing up to it.
4: I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years, first in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com, and now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A., To examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.
6: The Jets have fired Adam Gase. Uh, They are moving on, redoing that franchise. What have you seen out of Sam Darnold? Do you think that he is the guy that you go ahead and maybe consider trading that number two overall pick instead of taking a quarterback? Or as good as Justin Fields played, do you try to pretend you're going to draft him, see what the value is? How would you, if you were GM of the Jets, assess the decision they have to make, particularly at the quarterback position, given they have Sam Darnold, but they also have the number two overall pick.
5: You know, I always said this. I don't think Sam Donald's a bad quarterback. I actually think he's a damn good quarterback when he's put into, put into a good situation. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is that when you play for an organization that it's bad across the board, what do we do? We throw the quarterback, you know, <laughs> under the bus. The bus yeah. Because, yeah, we, we throw him first because hey, it's his fault. We're not winning because it's him and the whole nine. I mean, you know, I think it's just unfair. We've seen times he's tough as hell, he plays hard. He's a good leader, and all these other qualities that he has, I don't. I just don't think unless you have a number one pick, you got a guaranteed Trevor Lawrence, you don't move uh, you know, and get a quarterback. And that's against Justin Fields. Don't get me wrong. He, he, he played immaculate. He, he played great. But I just don't see uh, you drafting him and hoping for the best when you have a quarterback that's more capable of going out there and winning your football games.
6: It is interesting um, as you make decisions. I know there's a lot of people out there who are Chargers fans and, and they're disappointed about the way the season went and who knows what exactly is going to happen in terms of the leadership there, but wouldn't you say overall if you had known that Justin Herbert was going to look this good that the season was kind of a success just because of how phenomenal he has played?
5: Well, yeah, for one, if you're a Chargers fan, you have to be excited about the future, right? I mean, you have to. Justin Herbert, man, he's, he's fun to watch. He's, he plays hard. Uh, as you see every time he, you know, he ran a quarterback sneak today in the offensive lineman and people just surround him, man. He has this energy. That's one thing I used to love about playing with Philip. Man, you used to love to play with Phillip. You knew he was going to fight. You never felt like you were out the game. You know, he's going to lay it out all over the line. And Justin Herbert has it, and I think it's even better because he has better mechanics. He's faster, more athletic than Phillip was. So he's just going to be fun to watch, man, for the next five, eight, seven plus years. He's going to be uh, something, someone that they can base that entire organization around. They can really start to build. So I, regardless of what happens with coaches or uh, moving forward with the organization, and there, there could be there could be a lot of other movement going on too, not just with coaches. I mean, there would be players and and front office. I think there could be a lot of movement during this offseason. You have to be excited about the Chargers and Justin Herbert.
6: You just mentioned Phillip Rivers. The guy's entire postseason career just oftentimes seems star-crossed. Crazy things seem to happen. Team gets to 11-5. and They are sitting around, I'm sure, watching on television when the Titans make a field goal off the upright to win uh, against the Texans. So as a result... The Colts have to go on the road against the Bills. We were already talking about how hot the Bills have been. Any reason that you feel like the Colts can pull that upset off? What would you expect to see in a game like that?
5: I just think right now the the Bills are the scariest team in football. I really do. And not just because of the 56 points they put up today. I'm just talking about their style of play. Uh, Now, the only difference I would say in coming out to this is that the Colts match up well against what the Bills do extremely well. The Colts also, they have a, a very gritty, uh, uh, stingy defense, and they like to get after you. They're linebackers. They like to get, get after you up front. They got great pass rushers, So they can actually do uh, some of the things prevent Josh Allen from playing excellent. But other than that, man, I, I just don't see anybody beating the Bills right now, especially this early on where they have this much momentum.
6: Last question for you here. We're talking to Sean Merriman, uh, Lights Out Podcast, part of the iHeart Podcast Network. The Browns get into the postseason after forever. They now are going to have a tough position, tough game, no matter who you get in against. But it's also a very winnable game that's an immediate rematch against the Steelers. What do you think about the Browns' chances to not only be in the postseason but to pull off an
5: upset over the Steelers? Well, what the Browns have to do is realize that this is just a start, right? I mean, it's been so long till they got there and everyone's celebrating. I know, uh, I know sure as hell Cleveland is, but, you know, they're, they're excited out there. So they have to understand, okay, this is a start. This is the new norm for us. So as soon as they feel that way and everyone's not satisfied by them getting in the playoffs for the first time, they're going to be fine. But also, they're, they're, they're a scary team. They you know, play defense well and they run the ball. And when they're doing that, it just opens up so many things for these guys and it also makes them dangerous. Uh, but if they keep this chip on the shoulder, they can make these guys, hey, you know, everybody thought we shouldn't be here. We should not We have never gotten into the playoffs. We don't deserve to be here. If they, they find a way to create that in the locker room, they can also be scary to play.
6: Sean Merriman, good stuff as always. Hope to talk to you next week after Wild Card Weekend. Should be a lot of really – this is going to be so much fun. I mean, you got, for the first time ever, three games on Saturday – Three games on Sunday coming up this weekend. And then on Monday night, Ohio State going up against Alabama. That is seven world-class football games. Uh, Nice little start for 2021 for a lot of people out there.
5: Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of sitting in front of the TV, man. So (laughs) uh, I'm, I'm prepared for it.
6: No doubt at all. That is Sean Merriman. Appreciate the time with him.
0: Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with Hyper Gig Speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. Because since Terry upgraded to AT&T Fiber with Hyper Gig Speeds, he doesn't worry about data caps or equipment fees. Come on, man. The door's open for a reason. And best yet, he also doesn't stress about a price increase at 12 months because with the amazing Gagillionaire lifestyle comes an exquisite sense of tranquility. Ah! Most of the time. Live like a Gagillionaire. Get straightforward pricing with AT&T Fiber, internet that upgrades everything. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months.
3: Limited availability in select areas. Visit attcom HyperGig for details.
4: We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.